Hey guys, before we get started, you know what we always ask for every time. We beg you, please like and subscribe. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. And please watch us on YouTube. We love when people can see our faces and the stupid looks we pull when we tell each other jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to see us getting a kick out of each other? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Although I got to say, most of the people that I talk to that give us like positive feedback, they say they love how we crack each other up. Like, no, I mean, a, a lot of women have said that they love my face and, and muscles and everything, too. But they say that like <laughs> they love to watch us when we crack each other up. No, that's what I hear, too. Um, and and so, that, I mean, that's really the only point. The only reason we do this, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is to crack each other up. So, hey, you're all in luck. Today it's gonna be a weird one. We're just gonna be checking in with some movies we watch, and I've been really busy. We started shooting the show that I'm on, and it's busy as shit. So I only have gotten to see one or two movies, and um, it'll be interesting to talk about those movies because they're not the type of movies we normally talk about. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for this. All right, let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, um, yeah, I've been busy as shit, man. Um, so this is a weird thing. We're in a weird moment right now. So this is July 3rd when we film this, mm-hmm. but when it airs, it'll be July 6th. So at this very moment, some of our listeners have all of their fingers and toes <laughs> while we're recording this. <laughs> so at this very moment, while we record this, you all, everybody probably has all their fingers and toes if there hasn't been a previous accident. But by the time you're listening to this, some of you, I guarantee at least one of you is missing a, a newly missing digit. How fucked up is that? <laughs> yeah. And that person's lamenting because they're watching and listening to this and being like, Man, when these two idiots were saying that, I was like, yeah, some idiot's going to lose his finger. (laughs) And now you realize that you are that idiot. If you were the idiot, write us, let us know. And I want to see it's going to just look like, you know, a chicken walked across the keyboard because it's not going to be able to type it. That's that's terrible. Um, (laughs) That's hilarious. Also, kind of a fucked up year for uh, 4th of July, because I feel like um, I feel like it's one of those situations like you have a friend and they're a total fucking dick to you for a month, like just betraying you at every every turn. And then still invites you to their birthday <laughs> invite party. Invites you to the birthday party. <laughs> They're like, you're going to show up, right? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to well, take all the tacos and you did a just bunch deny fifty something percent of the population their rights. But I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm going to eat a hot dog and drink I was going to say, beer. what kind of cake are you going to have? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also going to sneak into your master bathroom uh, and take an upper decker, which is when you <laughs> take a big dump in the, in the water tank and then like, just leave it. So every time they flush like shitty water <laughs> and they're like, what is that smell? And I'll be like, happy birthday, bitch. Ah, it's a weird year, man. It's a weird fucking year, but uh, we had, let's talk about some shit. I've been busy as fuck. I'm shooting a show right now. 
Um, it's kind of fun, kind of cool, but it's, um, you know, a lot of work as shooting a show is. So I don't get a lot of time to watch things, but I came home recently and Kate was like, I have a movie I want to watch. I was like, okay. And have you, we have talked about this sort of thing in the past when your wife makes the movie pick. And at first you're like, huh, I'm not going to like this movie. This movie's going to be, this is a girl movie and I'm not going to like it. And then halfway through your movie, you're like, this is not what I thought it was at all. And also it's great. So we have a whole episode that we did about that, that I believe is still in the can. We recorded it. And I believe this, like Kate led you on a journey of a bunch of different episodes, a bunch of different movies that you guys watched. We talked about, you even sold me on some of them, but we never released the episode yet. Oh, was it the Valentine's day one? Where it's like, what'd you watch for Valentine's Day? And I watched a bunch of like romance movies yes. that were actually like really good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, One of them yeah. was about like a phone, a phone number, wrong number yeah, thing. Yeah, pillow talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, your wife was like, let's watch pillow talk. And you pulled your pants down. We're like, okay. <laughs> and then she started it. And you pulled your pants back up. And you're like, well, this is a good movie. <laughs> hey, at least it's a good movie. So this happened again. This is the uh, 1980 film Nine to Five starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and of course... Dolly Parton. And what have you seen this movie, Rumi? No. Do you know anything about this movie? I mean, it's is it is about Dolly Parton going to the city to get a job? No. Oh, so that's what I would have thought. It's and about- I, honestly, I don't know that I've ever seen a Dolly Parton movie, period. So I know who she is. I know what she sounds like. I know she sings, but I don't know what she is in movies. You know what I mean? I don't know who yeah. her character is. So she, you know, she's famous, one of the most famous uh, country music singers of all times. She is like the country music version of Elvira because she does not go 10 minutes without being like, I got Tigo biddies. Check them out. Like <laughs> constantly reminding you that she has this great rack. She's proud of it. Good for her. Um, she's also a great <laughs> philanthropist. She puts a lot of money into her community and does a lot of good works. But, you know, she's been an actress. She's in a movie called The Great Little Whorehouse in Texas, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which is a musical. Um, not as much sexiness as you would expect from a movie pulled, with that title. Hold your pants back up for that one, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this movie is about Jane Fonda going to the city to get a job. And Dolly Parton is the secretary at this office. And Lily Tomlin works at this office. And I thought this was going to be a movie about like women being like, oh, I want I, I want equal pay and I want to be treated fairly and not be treated like shit at the office that's what it's about but these three women become friends they get stoned as fuck one night and they start fantasizing about how they want to like kill their boss and like these great fantasy sequences like lily tomlin is dressed like snow white and like little animals are like flying around her and she poisons him and throws his body out a window in this dream and then dolly parton her fantasy is she's like i just want to give him a taste of his own medicine and he comes in and he's all like meek and mild the boss by the way is played by dabney coleman impeccably <laughs> he is all meek and mild mannered and she's like turn around toots i want to see your ass and he's like oh, oh okay <laughs> and like that scene is so great because she just berates him and belittles him but it's like also like oh my god we've seen the the reverse where he's like treating like he drops stuff on the floor just so she has to bend over and pick it up and he's like she knows what he's doing you're like, oh, so she treats him like shittily, which is funny. And it, and it's done in a funny way because it's a dream sequence. Um, and Jane Fonda like shoots a gun at him. And you're like, these are fun dream sequences. These ladies are stoned. They're having a good time. Little do you know that they all come true. Lily Tomlin, the next day, brings her boss a cup of coffee. And he's a piece of shit. The whole movie, he's just like mm-hmm. berating them. And he, he's a misogynist. And he's a bigot. And he sucks. She brings him a cup of coffee and has accidentally put rat poisoning in it. Because the boxes look exactly the same. So she starts by poisoning her boss and they think they kill him. He goes to the hospital and they're like, oh, fuck, we have to get to the hospital and try and like 
iron this out before he Unpoison finds out. Unpoison him. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So they get there and through some hilarious like misinterpretations and coincidences, they see a body being wheeled out and they're like, oh, fuck, we killed him. And then Lily Tomlin proceeds to kidnap, the, steal the body from the hospital. And there's this hijink scene where they're like wheeling the, the corpse around and they don't know it's not the boss. He sneaks out the back door and everybody's like, it's like doing Do that. We thing know where, the audience knows it's not the, the right. Yeah. Corpse. So, oh, so we're in yeah, on it, but they're we're not. in on it. And they, these, these women, these three women are stealing a corpse from the hospital. And at that moment, I'm dying laughing. I'm like, I'm so on board with this movie. They have this corpse in their trunk. The cops are pulling them over. They're trying to talk their way out of it. It's fucking hysterical. And then when they find out they didn't kill him, he finds out that they were trying to that they wanted to kill him. And he's like, I'm going to blackmail you all. And unless Dolly Parton, you sleep with me. And unless you do this and unless you do that, I'm telling everybody. So then they kidnap him and they keep him in his house, locked up in his house in chains for like a week. And they do all this sh- uh, for almost a month, like 30 days. They keep him locked up and they do all this shit at the office. That's like we we gave people part-time jobs we raised the the minimum wage we opened a daycare we started doing all these different things like that like you should just do as good business and he gets out and he's like oh i'm going to i'm going to get every single one of you he escapes and he shows up to work and the big boss shows up and he's like you've done great stuff here johnson i'm going to give you a big fucking raise i'm going to send you down to brazil to open up a new thing he's like brazil he's like yeah we got to clear the jungles down there you got to go down there and like i need somebody to go get them and <laughs> And because they did such a good job in his absence, that guy gets promoted and dies in the jungle somewhere. Now, is this a movie that Kate had seen before or it was a rewatch for her? Yeah, she had seen it before. I had never seen it. And it, you know, again, starts off where you're like, oh, what is this going to be? Right. And then you're like, this is dark as fuck. These women are planning to murder him. And there's all these hilarious like dream sequences of how do we kill our boss full on with like animated animals and hilarious like special effects. And by the end of the movie, she's poisoned the boss. The other girls, uh, Dolly Parton's hogtied him with telephone cord which was in her her fantasy and jane fonda has shot at him with a gun it's fucking great and you're like no that's not what this movie's going to turn into like it just keeps taking these left turns and you're like what wait these women are all and it all comes from them like smoking a joint like i got a, I got a joint in my pocket you guys want to smoke it and they're like okay (laughs) it's like wait what is this movie turning into and by the time they're hijacking corpses i was like I'm so on board. They did it. Good job. What, is it late 70s, early 80s? It's 80, 1980. 80. And I think it's one of those things that's like super timely, which is also like, oh, it's still hyper relevant. Yeah. Right. Aren't, <laughs> yeah. aren't treated properly in the workplace. <laughs> hey, don't kill your bosses. But also like, you know, maybe scare them a little. I like that. Uh, and I can see from how you're talking, it kind of gave you a sense of empowerment. So like when you go into work, and your boss purposely drops something, I know you're not going to pick it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't turn around for no man. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful when you make the coffee. I just give it a little extra shimmy as I walk out the door. Oh, I know. I live with you for a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> uh, but they're fa- it's, it's fantastic. I think it was one of those movies that was like, I think everybody who likes cinema, especially like that era of cinema, like like 80s comedies, mm-hmm. it's worth checking out for sure. And, you know, even if it's not as up your alley as it is for me, I think people will find it funny. I always I have that that category of movies that's like her her pick, but I either secretly or loudly like it like I'm on board. It's like there's times where we're like we watch a movie and I'm like. I'm only watching this because I love you. Yeah. That's the only reason. And oh, you like, that's uh, yeah. clear. 
That's ninety five percent of Kate's movie watching right, experience. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I but there's that other one. And when I hit a movie like that, I do try to be like, listen, I started this for you, but now I'm on board. This is this is good. I'm glad that we're watching it. Yeah, right. Yeah. That happens all the time. I you know, what are some of those movies for you? Do you have one that you're like Twilight for me was one only because like she was like Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. And I was like, ugh. And we went to the theater and halfway through, I was almost exploding by holding in the comments and the jokes that I wanted to make. And halfway through, she made one and I like looked at her. And then a minute later, she made another one. And I was like, okay, so it's free fire. Like we're 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 weapons free now. Well, okay, cool. And like that, I was like, okay, we're on, we're on the same page. It's not that the movie was good, but we can enjoy it on the same level, which, you know, Amanda and I are different than you and Kate. We don't usually enjoy the same media the same way. Um, we did, uh, we, for the first time, Kate and I did, um, Twilight during quarantine and mm-hmm. it was almost too much. The movie is too terrible and too like, like you need we, reinforcements. Like we, you need to have a crew in there to, to rip and it apart. We were making jokes, but by the end we were like, man, I'm exhausted. I'm, tired. I'm exhausted <laughs> by the time they're at the dance. Like, like, and you're like, Oh God, is this movie over yet? Cause I'm, I'm. There's too many jokes. I'm exhausted from telling jokes and laughing at my own jokes. This is exhausting. Stop it. This movie's terrible. Trying to think of other ones that like what, uh, how I met your mother was something that she was watching and I got pulled into and was like, okay, I like this. Yeah, that's, that's, Um, that's a good show, but that's a good show. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's like geared like, okay, but I had no, the, the, the synopsis of that and one episode of that, aside from being a funny comedy, a funny sitcom. There's nothing in it that's no, my normal thing. Like that's not something I would have taken off the shelf myself. Like nine to five sounds a little bit less of my deal. Like more removed. I'm trying to think now. Damn. Like what would be a good one that she said would be good and I liked it. Oh, um, um, fuck. It's the one about the she. We just watched it. It shows you how interested in it I was. It's um, <laughs> drop dead gorgeous. Which do you ever okay. see that? No, but I that's that's on my list of ones that I'm like, I like think it. I could be on board with that. It's like seems dark enough that I could the be on board same, with that. It's the same as this where it's like you you know, if you've seen the poster or the trailer, you think it's this. And even if you're not surprised by what it actually is, it's clever, it's well acted, it's fun, and it's like if that's a date movie, I I don't feel like I it, like it's not an attrition. I I had fun watching that too. Um, Heather's was like that for me because I had no clue what Heather's was. Oh, I think it's I like, knew what that was, but yeah, it's like people get bullied in high school, and I was like, I don't really want to see that. And it's like, and then they kill them, and I was like, oh, oh fuck! And yeah. then they actually, it's like making a joke out of school murders before that was even like a horrible right, right, right. thing to think about. And it's like, holy shit, this movie's dark, and I'm kind of here for it. And then I got to do the TV show, which was really fun. And then nobody watched the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're all like, that's dark. I don't want to do it. Oh, well, here's what happened. So it's on Paramount Plus, right? And Paramount Plus was like, oh, um, we just realized that the show we greenlit about high school students killing other high school students is really fucking dark. Oh, gee, really? <laughs> um, you can only release it if it's within two weeks of a school shooting. So we never got to release it. Wow. Yeah. So could never get that window. Thanks, right. America. Happy birthday, bitches. Um, to release the TV show that kind of dealt with that in a funny manner but i thought it was like i thought it was hysterical and sho- like shocked me multiple times with the jokes that they were going with i was like oh fuck that's really fucked up and really i dark. only recently saw the movie like within the last i'll say five years yeah have i seen the movie i always knew what it was i probably have it's 
probably one of those movies that I saw on TBS for like a scene or two at a time, but yeah. I never fully watched it. But yeah, James Spader does a great job. Um, Christian Slater, not James Spader. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm it's like, Christian yeah. Slater and Winona Ryder. Christian Ryder. Slater and Winona Ryder. Um, they do amazing. It's Yeah, it's it's clever. And it definitely is. You know, I feel like we're, we're inadvertently kind of picking a lot of black comedies and dark, dark comedies. Yeah. That's a fine line. And I don't even mean the balancing act. I feel like if you make it too dark, it's no longer a comedy. And if you make it too light, it's no longer a dark comedy or a black comedy. I think to kind of walk those lines where you're kind of laughing, but also looking to see if anybody else in the room is laughing, that's kind of hard to do. And I think that's maybe one of the hardest movies to make on purpose. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent because you have to know you are not hitting those jokes for everyone in the room. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Some people, they're very upset by the right. movie you're making and probably walking out in droves, but the people who stayed, that's who you made it for. And that to me is like, I think that's a big part of like camp aesthetic. Like when you talk mm. about a campy movie and like, a, a movie that and, and camp. I took a class on camp because I, I love a good. Campy I went movie. to camp for camp. I went. For, <laughs> <laughs> we cooked marshmallows. There were drag queens. It was campy as fuck. Um, camp is a is an interesting genre because it is it is saying, hey, if you're not down, get the fuck out. Those are down. Let's party. We're having a good time, but we're gonna wink at you the whole time, and it's yeah. gonna be like it's gonna get it's gonna get weird. So I love that, and and that can be really fun, or it can be really off putting, and it's very. It's you're right. It's such a fine line because you have to, with a straight face, have pitched a movie that's like your murder's funny, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know how high school kids be killing high school kids, but jokes, like, right? That like that that very quickly could suddenly not be funny at all and just be a very very horribly uncomfortable movie. Um, and then it's get again, or it could be too goofy to just be like, oh, they aren't taking this seriously and. Right. This is a very serious topic to not be taken seriously, which is again, like, how do you how do you nail that? Like, can you nail that with precision intelligently? Like, or is it just by accident? Because I've worked on lots of movies and you're just like, oh, they, this is accidentally as good right. as it is. This There's is good, no but you don't realize it's yeah. good. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, dark comedies are very hard to nail down. Well, um, it's also like to write um, a dark joke, right? To write a joke about school shooting or terrorism or something like that it's not as ripe for the picking as like airplanes. Like we've all been on airplanes. We all know the things on airplanes that frustrate us. You can relate to that. But when you're making a joke about a school shooting, I think there's a very narrow window of, of what you can hit that you actually can turn into a laugh. Yeah. And then it's also, you got to be smart enough and witty enough. And granted, you know, not everyone in the room is going to laugh at it. Right. You said that before, but to make that still funny, you got to try to mine through that tragedy to get to what's funny and that's that's pretty hard. And I think uh, uh, just as I'm saying this, I think it's even harder to do because black comedies usually make people uncomfortable because they're dark. And I think part of the reason they're dark is because most jokes are calling upon a relatability. Right. Yeah. When I say, what's the deal with that? It's because you know what the deal is. You've been there before. So if you make a joke that's dark about school shooting or kid shooting, it's playing on how you feel about that, whether you feel X or Y or Z. And nobody really want. many people probably don't want to be exploring how they feel about vigilante justice or yeah. po- politics or this. And you, when you when you hit them right where they live like that, your choices are blow it off, which I don't think people are very good at. Be like, you know what? You got me and I'm going to laugh at that, which is you're admitting to something there or to fight it. 
right? Yeah, and it, to be angry, yeah. Right. And, and all I think too that often when you make, today we're when you angry. make a joke about fucking how stupid these people can be, or oh, I was waiting in line at Starbucks and I was frustrated because these series of events unfolded. Victimless, right? Doesn't matter if you're if you've been there, you feel me. If you haven't, this joke's gonna pass you by, but you don't care about what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, but when you're making a joke that's dark, there's an element of, hey, I have a feeling about that. And you're either agreeing with me, not agreeing, or making me ex- examine my own feelings with that, right? Well, or you're blowing off how I feel about it. Like yeah, that's the yeah, other side. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, you, it's tricky. You've made a joke about something I'm passionately feel one way or another about. You just made a joke of that. Fuck you. And like I think a big part of that though is like when you look at a movie that dares to go there and you're like, fuck you, movie. The movie looks at you and goes, fuck you back. And you're like, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Ha, ha, you're a movie. Okay. You have your own movie opinion and you're trying to make it Joe. You're, you know, you're accomplishing or not accomplishing what you're trying to. Okay. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing. And like nine to five, I think road again, it never went super dark, but it yeah. was just dark enough to like hook me in and go, I like that this movie's not fucking around. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to poison this boss. And like, they, they, they literally are stealing bodies and like, you know, they're here for it. And they're in this, these situations. It's like, that's hysterical. I thought this was going to be like an office comedy. And that's what I would have thought. I thought, yeah. it, I thought I assumed, is it funny how like by an image or a quick scene, you assume what the rest of the movie is because we've all done that, right? I guess that would yeah. be that would be a fun episode to do. Well, like, I just the song, the yeah, song yeah. Dolly right. Parton's soundtrack to this nine to five, working hard to make a living. Yeah, uh, nowhere in that song is it's like, and I almost murdered my boss, and I kidnapped him. <laughs> my boss takes advantage of my body, so yeah. I decided to revenge. No. Yeah, it's like that's not in the song. Holy shit! That, you're thinking of the radio edit in the uncut edit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole revenge portion. <laughs> And there's that rap interlude by Method Man. Ugh, torture, motherfucker. Corpse stealing. <laughs> yeah, corpse stealing. <laughs> you know, the Wu-Tang guest spot. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Although now now that I'm thinking about it, Dolly Parton and the Wu-Tang Clan, let's get a collab going. Come on. That would here. be pretty interesting. <laughs> I'd, 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 watch, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Um, what's another weird one? Oh, Bring It On is one that like every now and then like Kate's like, you want to watch it? I'm like, fuck yeah, that movie's hysterical. Like, I'll watch it. I don't bring think it I on. never saw it. That's another one. I assume it's about cheerleaders working on a cheerleading competition. It, that That is exactly what it is, but it's just that right era of 90s comedy that you're like, that's funny to me. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's funny. It is not as, it, there is no darker murder plots. It's just like, right, it's just, it is what it is, but it's you, just it's high school awful, drama. Like but you're like, that's actually entertaining and, and the characters are funny and I'm here for it. It has I have that a couple act. of those that you are don't like, like Kristen, Dun- Kristen Dunst, though. So you're not going to like But I'm on, I'm on and off. What did I just, just saw something with her recently where she was okay? Fargo season two. No, you. We talked about this, I think, uh, an episode or two ago, and you were selling her, selling her, selling her to me on it. Yeah, Fargo. I forget what it was, but you said I rewatched Spider Man. She's just, I can't, I can't. But I don't know. Maybe that's not her. Maybe that's like Hayden Christensen, George Lucas thing, where Hayden Christensen getting Hayden Christensen gets shit on. But I don't know that's his fault. I think it's. Did you see Doctor Strange yet? No, but now that it's on streaming, and I'll be home. So I'm traveling. I'm in Rhode Island right now. But I'll be home in a couple of days and Amanda and Kent stay here for another week. So I should have I should have some time to watch some shit, although I'm not super motivated because I don't care. But is Kristen yeah, Dunst in there? I, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying oh. it's, it's Sam Raimi and I've heard mixed bags like some people yeah. are like visually cool. But like Sam Raimi, man, you, you like I don't it, they, they, they feel like he didn't get the control that he could have to get as weird as he wanted to. So it feels like. 
hey, Sam Raimi, you're going to direct this movie, but have no control over the choices you make. And he's like, okay, well, can I put a zombie in there? Mm. Like zombie Doctor Strange? And like, sure. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll do that. To me, he's like that band that you go see the concert. And he's like, all right, we're going to go back and play our big hit evil dead and you're like yeah and he's like evil that's right segues into evil dead 2 and you're like yeah and then he's like army of darkness you're like yeah he's like i'm gonna play some of my new hits spider-man and you're like to me it's like chirp 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 but again i can't stand it but but remember when spider-man came out the first yes, i do when i give and it we were historical all like, credit yeah but then like upon second watching you're like already this has been surpassed by better superhero <laughs> yeah. films including spider-man 2 spider-man 2, yeah. 2 made spider-man 1 Look like Child's Play, not the movie. Sure. The actual <laughs> children play. Because um, if it had made it look like Child's Play, I'd take that as a compliment because right, that movie watch is that. fucking sick. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. the the And that, yeah, Spider-Man 1 for like just blasting through that ceiling like superheroes are here. They're movies that are can be done great. And it's not terrible. It just has been done better multiple so many times it's not even fun now now it is into a formula that like hey here's a blockbuster hit we know how to do it so perfectly you right. can't escape it and you're like oh thanks marvel appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> wow another billion dollar blockbuster hit how do you guys do it like remember when that was a rare thing where you're like yeah. this movie's good yeah. and it's guaranteed to be good now it's like i mean again i have never seen a bad marvel movie it's just a I'm, wow so fucking glittery and perfect <laughs> How can I possibly? Well, it's just like um, it's like a Lay's potato chip, right? Like, yeah, they're all the fucking same. There's nothing wrong with them. When you want to eat a potato chip, that's a potato chip done. But you're never like you never eat a potato chip and then call your friends like, bro, I just had a Lay's potato chip and it tasted like a Lay's potato chip. You're like, yeah, dude, I had a Lay's potato chip earlier this week. It, it you know, when it was like literally the same Lay's potato chip I had before. I came out of uh, everything, everywhere, all at once and was calling people like, go see right, this right, fucking right. movie. Stop what you're doing right now. Go see this movie. Like, like that's, a, that, that's a dick. That's a dick pizza. Yeah, that is. Oh, my <laughs> God, guys. I had this Lay's potato chip dick flavored. It was so amazing. You got to get down to see this. Eat it's not chips. for everybody, but you're going to remember that you ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the bag art? It's all like pixelated and shit. <laughs> Lay's, it's just pixelated. And you're like, what? I mean, I'm imagining I I'm a Pringles it. flavor because it's got that picture of the guy's head. <laughs> His mouth. Is and you could have the pixelated thing next to him. <laughs> <laughs> just cheeks are just chipmunk engorged. <laughs> yeah. Yummy. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's it. It's like they've nailed it and they're all good. But like, it's almost like you need a bad one every now and then to just like palate cleanse. I guess that's what DC's for. Oh, zing. Ooh, zing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. Speaking of DC, have you been following the news with like what's happening with the Flash? Yeah, yeah the kidnapping <laughs> Flash. I yeah. only see flashes of it and I've only I've read a couple articles. But yeah, it's almost like, is this really happening? And it, like, are people allowing this? Like, I don't know how you fix it, but like nobody's tried. I haven't read anything that said so-and-so tried to intervene and stop this nonsense. Yeah. Well, okay. So for those of you not yeah, throw it out who, for those so, people who don't, 
and, and here's the thing. I am paraphrasing news um, headlines that I see scrolling through Instagram. So right. this is not a news report. Right. So if you <laughs> so please don't say I heard on this podcast where these two idiots talk about dick pizzas. Uh, they transition from penis Pringles to this real news story that I'm about to relate to you. <laughs> yeah. This is as I understand it, which could be 100 percent wrong. <laughs> Ezra Miller, who played the Flash. Um, in the DC movies, in, in the DC movies and then the upcoming Flash movie, which I'm going to have. I'm going to tell you about in a second. Um, <laughs> started with him choking out some people. Uh, he choked out this lady in public and everybody saw it and was like, whoa, um, I'm going to sue you. And then another lady came forward and was like, yeah, he came and trashed my apartment. And I was like, you got to get the fuck out, leave. And he and so I'm going to sue him. And now he's on the run at like some compound with a couple of kids and their mom and their dad's like, he kidnapped my family, but the family's like, no, we love him. And it's like real creepy, like compound shit, like, you know, sort of a Stockholm syndrome thing going on where they're like, no, he's super cool. It's not dangerous at all. But like, literally everybody's like, no, this is super fucked up and dangerous. This is some Michael Jackson shit right now. You guys got to, somebody needs to step in. Well, Warner brothers in this situation is like, Fuck. Well, we can't put out a movie. We can't put out the Flash movie now because this guy's a psycho and it's spiraling out of control. This is going to cause us a huge problem. Well, guess what? Movies have contracts and producers and stars have things in their contract that says, if you don't put this movie in a movie theater that I get money back for because I get paid residuals, I sue the fuck out of you and you owe me more money or like, well, you know, th th there are triggering effects if you don't release a movie. So then their next option is, well, do we Sonic the Hedgehog this shit and replace Ezra Miller <laughs> in every shot? Of a, and like, People are like, well, we, we've done that a lot lately. Like Tignataro was put in place of some other fucking asshole who got canceled for Army of the Dead. And it worked out great. Yeah, that guy wasn't the star of the movie who had lines. <laughs> he was like a guy who was like, sup, I'm in the background every now and then. Hey, it's me, that guy. Well, they got rid of that guy and they put her in. Hey, that worked out great. It's happened multiple times. The only thing I can relate to it is Sonic the Hedgehog, which did you see Chippendale? Rescue Rangers? No. Not the dancers? No, no, but someone, someone, hmm, a male dancer and aerialist was telling me about the movie in very vague terms for a while. And it took me a minute to understand that he was talking about Chippendale Rescue Rangers, not Chippendale, the Australian dance troupe. <laughs> it was very unbrand for this person to be talking about the, the oh, latter. Yeah, and I yeah. thought that's what he meant for a couple minutes. Don't pigeonhole me. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, Rescue Rangers has so, uh, it has it has ugly Sonic as a character, and it's like the old. Oh, Sonic, I, I did see that yeah. clip. His, I couldn't stop laughing, and they're like, he's got fucked up teeth, and like he keeps showing his human teeth, which are like <laughs> individual teeth, whereas like Sonic the cartoon character doesn't have like human individual like incisors and whatnot, and like ugly Sonic is my favorite part of that movie. Because he's amazing. He's like a big character. It's funny. Well, but yeah, the they problem with Sonic. that yeah. was Disney had to rush the release of that because weird Sonic started fucking kidnapping and grooming young girls and he was choking people out. And Disney was <laughs> left because, you know, Disney has a contract. <laughs> like Jim Perry will lose his shit if we don't put this movie. There's out. a problem here because it's all fast stars who are choking people out and then grooming and taking people away. Sonic. The Flash, right? Blew my mind, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> Guys, if you 
can go faster than the normal human being. Like super fast. I'm not even saying like Usain Bolt fast. Like if you're faster than him, you guys got to settle the fuck down. Stop kidnapping kids and <laughs> taking them out to ranches to diddle. Stop that shit. The first thing I heard when I or thought when I heard that first headline about like Ezra Miller choking people out, I was like, him? Because like in my mind, he looks like a skinny little kid. And I was like, I know that's not like the best way to think about it. But I was like, really? Yeah. And it's really sticky too, because I don't know, there's a lot of like, I don't want to say it that way. There's a lot of um, pitfalls here with this story because, you know, he's a very eccentric person and people are like, well, we don't want to like cramp his style or like his lifestyle or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is exactly what you need to yeah. do. You need to be like, <laughs> look, his lifestyle does not matter. You cannot fucking groom kids or choke people out. We are separating. We are separating this completely. Like do whatever you want, but you can't do this. Like, it's well, you should be able to it. do like you should do whatever you want to do. But the second what you do involves somebody else's neck, probably not cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially like, oh, yeah, unless they ask for it and there's a safe word. Come on, guys. Let's let's be safe words. Banana. Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Robotnik. Robotnik. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We kind of went into this episode without too much of a a topic other than like, what have you been watching and catching up? But I feel like we're covering a lot of ground. (laughs) I I really do, man. We really, really laying it out there. (laughs) You want to hear a dad joke I heard this week? It cracked me the fuck up. Fuck yeah. It doesn't work because it's daytime right now, but imagine it's night. Let's let's paint a picture. (laughs) It's night. It's starry out. And you can see some constellations. Do you know many constellations, Matt? Can you pick out a few? A couple, but not... not. I mean, I know more than I could pick out, but yeah. Sure. I'm sure I know enough to get the joke, if that's your concern. <laughs> Orion's belt is a waste of space. I'm sorry. That's a terrible <laughs> joke. Three stars. It's <laughs> not terrible. It's just a dad joke. But the three stars, it's only three stars, Matt. Oh, <laughs> that was the second part. I like that. That's it pretty has a good. Follow up. Uh, yeah, I heard that, and I kept cracking on. McKay was like, "Why?" And I told her, and she's like, and just like walked away. And I was like, it would have worked better if I looked up, but if the sky was there, if I right, had the right, visual. Right, right. Sorry, that's a terrible joke. Three stars. <clears throat> um, did I tell you about the the softball game at my school that I walked over and started commentating on? No, was it good? I'm very dad proud of this. So the fifth graders have a fifth grade end of the year softball game last yeah. day of school. And we take our classes and you could watch the softball game with your kids. And your kids watch for 10 minutes and get fucking bored. <laughs> so <clears throat> I walked over there and as I'm walking over, there's another teacher and he's got his phone hooked up to the sound speaker and he's um he's DJing. But there's a microphone on a stand and I can't help myself. <laughs> so I walk over and I was like, hey, is this microphone live? And he's like, yeah. So I grab it and I start going next to bat. This young lady is called the towering terror. I swear to God, she was like three feet tall and I'm making fun of kids. I'm ripping them. I'm like making backstories for kids and giving kids names. Now, some of these kids I know, some I do not. Also, a lot of parents are there. Some of the parents I know, some I don't. And parents will uh, pitch for their kids and kids will pitch for their parents. Um, So one guy gets up. I don't know him. He's a grown-up. He's a dad. And I go, this fifth grader is known only as Gramps. I said, he originally started going to school here in 1964. And I make him this whole fucking thing. At the end of the game, 
so many dads came up and were like, that was amazing. You guys, it was the first time I did this. They're like, you got to do this every year. And I realized like I'm flying high because I'm like, man, all these, everyone loved my jokes. And I was like, who loved your jokes? And I was like, all the dads. And I was like, why do they love your jokes? And I was like, because we're all because we're all dads. <laughs> I started to think about like, oh yeah, obviously they all liked it. <laughs> I saw, oh, here's here's what I saw online. This this woman goes, oh my God, did you hear about that actress who got stabbed? And the mom, it's the mom and the dad and the dad's on the computer. And the mom goes, oh my God, who? And she's like, I can't remember the name. Her, her, uh, uh, she got stabbed, Reese. And her mom goes, Witherspoon? And she goes, no, with a knife. <laughs> And the dad just slowly turns around with the big smile on his face and just gives the daughter a high five. And I was like, crack the fuck up. Witherspoon? No, with a knife. She got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, when you influence the second gen the next generation, that's yeah. that's a no. The slow turn that he had when he got the joke was like, yes. So fucking funny. Oh my God, dude. I love a good dad joke though, man. I got a book of them and none of them. I do too. <laughs> yeah. None of them are good. They're all stupid. I'm like, this is it's a dumb joke. There's, I think there's two stand. I have a book too. And there are two standouts that I was like, I would use yeah. that one. I, I don't usually like use jokes. You ever use, do you use jokes or just make people laugh? Like, I think I make people laugh by telling things that are funny. I don't think I say, like, like, I walks like a into setup. a bar. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have a setup. Usually I'm, I just, Usually I do something stupid and everybody's like, <laughs> are you an idiot? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Kind of. <laughs> hey, if we're going to laugh, let's roll with it. Yeah, I did something real yeah, stupid. That's like the best description, the best self-description I've ever heard. Usually I just do something stupid and then someone says, are you an idiot? And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> if it's going to get you to laugh and not yeah. think about what a moron I am. Good. Like that's, I, I feel like that's it. Like, it, like usually my brand of humor not that i'm a comedian or anything my brand of humor is very much like oops i guess i guess i stepped in that dog shit and everybody's laughing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i can either get butt hurt or i can laugh along with you and actually increase right. the laughter by just telling a joke or being funnier right right and you know and then nobody then nobody holds a grudge to you or like hey that was that guy who stepped in dog shit he's like hey there's that funny guy stepping dog <laughs> you know <laughs> a funny guy who smells like dog shit <laughs> Do you ever use Sammy as like a prop or a a, a sidekick? Because I, I use Kent all the time. I don't get to yet. You know, we, you know, it's still kind of weird when you have a baby in quarantine and, and pandemic stuff. And so it's like down here, I don't, we don't go out to places where I can do that. But see, we did before pandemic. Yeah. And then during pandemic, we don't like, we haven't done restaurants. We haven't done stores, but if we're in some, like a park or something like that, and I guess it was before pandemic. I will purposely talk loud so that yeah. people can hear what me and Kent say because I think we're fucking hysterical. I guess I did the other day. I took her to Target, and um, she she hasn't she doesn't ask questions yet. You know, it's not like why, mm -hmm. but she she repeated why to me. I was like, yes, that's very that's true. Good job. You should ask why. You should question everything. And like, I'm just walking through Target, talking very loud, like question everything, especially <laughs> adults. And if anybody tells you they have the answers to the universe, they're lying to you. Question that all the time, especially question God. And everybody's just like, uh, and this is on a Sunday. It's <laughs> just like, uh, and Sammy's just the, like, Sunday's the worst day to make that joke because all the goddies are in church. You got to do it when they're there. I so know. Well, that, that's why I go to Target on Sunday mornings. It <laughs> keeps her busy and it's empty because everybody's at church. So it's like, yeah. So we go and try on hats. And Sammy, when she puts on a hat now, she like, she like strikes a pose. She's like, ooh, ooh, check mm. out my angles. Ooh, 
hmm. I'm like, uh, I'm going to buy you this hat, even though it's ugly as shit. Um, <laughs> so last week, so we were at the Target and we were doing this God joke and I stopped at um, Starbucks. And I was like, I'm going to get coffee for my wife and me. You know, hey, you know, it'd be a nice thing to do. And so I'm I here. The, I get coffee and I come home and I take a sip of it and I'm like, what the fuck? And it was iced coffee. And my guess is they had a pitcher of water for the iced coffee and a pitcher of hibiscus tea for people who wanted hibiscus tea. <laughs> and I had hibiscus tea coffee now. My wife and I both did. And it was one of those things where you're like, Sipperoo, um, this is terrible. Sipperoo, am I going to finish this? And I kept drinking it. And then I was like, my tummy hurts. And I was like, no, this is terrible. This is terrible. Why am I doing this? Because I spent five bucks on it and I can't let it go. So I was all pissed off. And I was like, I'm going to go back there and yell at them. I was like, What's the point? You're going to come back three hours later and be like, you put hibiscus tea in my coffee. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't even prove that. I'm like, I know. Uh, like, give me you my money back. Prove that. <laughs> like, I want my $5. I want my, this was expensive ass coffee. They were venties. I got the big ones. I'm not cheaping out on coffee for Sunday morning for the wife. Hibiscus coffee. It was one of those things you're like, this is terrible. I know it's terrible, but is it kind of good? No, it's not. But like it kept tricking me. And it I can't forever. wait till we're physically together again. And I'm in an opportunity where I can treat you to a coffee. Because what I will say to the barista is, this is going to sound weird. But trust <laughs> me. <laughs> I want you to make him an iced coffee. <laughs> you know how instead you make, of water. <laughs> you know how you make your... an iced coffee, right? But take, <laughs> right. But take, I know what, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Use one of your weird fruity tea flavors. <laughs> And he'll watch him drink it and he'll be confused, but he will drink it because he spent $5. I get peppermint mocha from Starbucks sometimes and Starbucks got their shit together. But for a while, wherever you get, like, because peppermint mocha is a Christmas drink, but they can make it anytime. But every once in a while, they will make it in such a way that it tastes like mocha that someone poured mouthwash into. And I, when I say that, you're all like, ha ha ha, that would taste gross. It is exactly what this tastes like sometimes. No, because they crank that shit up. I know exactly what you're talking and about. And I've been to other places, the worst, and it happened twice at two different ones, was Arclight Theaters, the movie theaters in Hollywood yeah. and, and surrounding. I went to one and I was like, listen, from Starbucks, I get something that is a peppermint mocha. Now, I'm not a coffee guy. Peppermint mocha. There's three things there. Peppermint, coffee, and chocolate. Can you, can you put that together in some sort of thing? They're like, yeah. And I watched them do it. And the first thing looked like scope, like it looked like mouthwash and it tasted like mouthwash Threw that thing away. Then the other one, the next one I got was okay. Then another one, like these are separate days. The last one, what is this podcast turned into? I just realized. Are you guys going to talk about those dick pizzas again? Or are you just going to tell us your coffee order? <laughs> It's like someone right now, a listener right now is looking at another listener being like, they used to talk about dick pizzas. Some listener right now is in the hospital getting his blown apart fingers <laughs> stitched back together into little stumps and being like, I don't have the fingers to change the channel, yeah, but I, I would, would do if a I thumbs could. down, but <laughs> <laughs> so guys, tell us about your favorite coffee order. We'd love to hear. No, don't send me a coffee order. No, we're talking about <laughs> gross coffee orders. Yeah, no, because because they're putting peppermint syrup in there, dude. And that's a very fine ratio. You know, it's like you put like two pumps in there and you're suddenly just like they're not alchemists. And it's like, I'm not asking for like hibiscus tea that like nobody's ever created before. This is a Starbucks menu. Like, it's not like, hey, I want you to make me something. It's yeah. like a fucking peppermint mocha. I'm the only dickhead 
who is asking for that. <laughs> yes, yes, you Outside are. Outside of Christmas, I guess. <laughs> hibiscus, hibiscus, what did you say? Hibiscus iced coffee? It's a hibiscus ice. Yeah, because they use like some sort of hibiscus tea is what is my guess. I don't know if that was the actual flavor, but it was like some sort of you couldn't fruity, reverse engineer some it. sort of fruity, flowery tea in my coffee instead of water. And which Kate's was, too? And Kate's too, yeah. And she was just like, no. What about Sammy's? Did they fuck Sammy's up? <laughs> Sammy doesn't get tea or coffee yet. She gets water. So we go to this tea bar here um, and like we get like boba teas or whatever. Kate likes the boba tea. I like the Thai iced tea. And we just hit Sammy a cup of ice because she doesn't eat any of that shit. <laughs> and she doesn't know any better. And she loves it. She's like, ice, ice. And she's like drinking it out of the straw. And she's like, you know. But we the first time we ever went there, we got her like a little mango tea. And like that spilled everywhere. That was everywhere. <laughs> People seem less upset when you spill ice everywhere than when you spill <laughs> mango milk tea. Milk tea everywhere. Uh, gross. I get from when pandemic started and Kent was like a year old, I got a couple and it wasn't every day. It wasn't even every week, but I got white chocolate mochas and I from the drive through. So it now started it in March. For those of you still yeah. trying to be like, wait, is this Christmas? No, yeah, Matt likes Christmas drinks in the middle. Whenever. White chocolate. Well, white chocolate mocha is everything. That's not a peppermint. But Kent <laughs> will still, no matter what drive through you go to, white chocolate mocha, please. <laughs> we get rufio those pup cups which is just a cup of whipped cream that's sure. fun yeah he just loves that i do the same thing for kent but i make him eat it like a dog so that's <laughs> so that starbucks doesn't get wise your child on a leash sure like yeah so he doesn't get away you've never seen a kid on a kid leash like yeah like, that's yeah, a kid responsible leash. parent <laughs> around yeah. his neck is that a shock collar what's it's going on here because <laughs> 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 i've kate and i have always been like no we'll never do that we'll never get a, a kid leash oh how mm -hmm. demeaning and terrible but then like suddenly you realize oh man maybe maybe that is a good idea when you have a dog and a kid at the same time you're like if i just put them both on leashes this would be easier when my dog is easier to control i'd rather and i actually i have at kent's request <laughs> unleashed freeze and clipped his uh freezes leash to the back of kent's belt loop yeah he loves it yeah, I thought that with Sammy too. Yeah, she she lo she she loves going oof oof oof, which is dog barking for and running around the house pretending to be a dog with his leash. And I'm like, oh, that's that's cute. And she has toys and dolls and shit to play with, right? And a that's what room. she's using. An entire she has two rooms in this entire house. That's only one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven rooms. Two out of seven rooms belong to her entirely. It's her bedroom and the front room, which normally is a fine dining room which who uses those is now a playroom it's got a kitchen in it like a play kitchen and you know the, the waters i haven't hooked the water up yet Wait, but are you explaining to us that she doesn't actually entertain guests there <laughs> <laughs> it's got a chair rail and she can't even sit in chairs so what are you gonna do she's got a she's got a tent in there like look and she's just like no i want to play with the dog's leash in this empty box you have that's what i want to do <laughs> hours cool. with an empty box yeah kids are great <laughs> Um, I just had, we're, we're way off topic, but there was no topic. There's no um, topic. We Dolly Parton and her Tigo bitties. Amanda was cranky the other day and I called her out and I was like, Hey, 
this is all kind of flying out of nowhere. What is bothering you? She's like, you have all your stuff over here, which was true. And then she's like, and you're always buying more stuff, pretending like it's for Kent. I was like, stop. What do I buy for him and pretend? She's like, you have two Batman figures in his room right now. I said, I bought those for me. I brought them home from school and put them in there because I thought Kent would think they're cool. They're mine. I didn't buy them for Kent. She was like, oh, well, you have a Boba Fett something, something. I was like, that's for him. He plays with that. She was like, oh, flash forward a week later. I just bought like $170 um, Optimus Prime Lego set. Have you seen this? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. But it it actually transforms. Like once you finish it, you can transform it. And no shit. The kid loves Transformers, specifically Optimus Prime. Now, I know that he can't do the set, but he might sit down and play with it. Amanda's going to see this set in a week or two. And I don't know if I should just, I think I should just say it's for me, but he can play with it if he wants, which is all true. But if I say it's for him, I think I'm in trouble. You're in the wrong side of it already. What have you bought her? That's what you need to be asking. like Legos. (laughs) (laughs) I tried that shit before. I told her we can go to a comic book store. I'll buy her any comic she wanted. And she didn't even step foot in the store. (laughs) I bought her a Darth Vader helmet. She won't even wear it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that's what it's about. That's my guess, at least. I don't know if I should say it, but I will, because I know she's not going to listen. I don't think so. But um, she bought me a Darth Vader helmet once. Fuck yeah. For Valentine's Day. Fuck and yeah. I walked into the bedroom and she was wearing it. She was she was wearing other stuff too. It wasn't completely a sexual thing. But like she was like, let me go get ready. And I was like, okay. And when I went in, there was a little lingerie and Darth Vader helmet. Awesome. And I was like, I mean, I walked in and immediately started laughing, but I was also really happy I got the helmet because it was like a <laughs> Um, you don't have to say it on the air. And please don't say it on the air, but my immediate thought was at what point did she take off the helmet? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the no. next day. <laughs> the best part of it, and if like you know Amanda, everybody else has heard stories of it. It was a black series, oh, you know, the, Hasbro yeah, helmet. Yeah. Beautiful. It's three pieces. So it's like a neck collar with the, the face shield that comes, sticks onto that. And then the shunk. The actual helmet. It, it's as realistic as you can get. Without, it looks gorgeous. Without dying in a pit of lava, it's as realistic <laughs> as you can get. To get the, and you have to put it on in pieces. To put the first piece on, which is like the piece that goes around your neck and around your jaw, it's got like a collar back here that unsnaps. There's four snaps, two on one side, two on the other side. You only have to undo two to get it on. The snaps themselves, <clears throat> if you look watching the video, you could see it. If not, I'll explain it. They are screwed. It's just like two little buckles. One end of each is screwed <laughs> into the back part of the neck brace. Yeah. The other two snap in with your finger. Click, click. To get herself into the helmet, she unscrewed the snaps as opposed to unsnapping them. Oh, no. <laughs> she opened the wrong end of it because she looked at it and was like, Psh, I don't know uh, what, what Mustafarian technology. I can't figure out how to open up a helmet. And she unscrewed the strap. Oh. I mean, but that's what happens when you let people play with toys when they're unprepared, man. They, they, they I know. forgot about this. She was like, let me go get ready. And she left. And she was like, can you bring me in a screwdriver? And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 
Damn. Can you get me a drill? Can you run to Home Depot <laughs> and pick up three quarter 20s and a claw hammer? Part of me was like, I turned this movie off. Should I be watching? Like, is this going to take a couple minutes? Do I have some time? Do you do a lot of like home? Are you a home handy guy? Are you a handy man? Oh, big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah. <clears throat> I like to be, but I don't have time. So yeah. I always do this thing where I set a price in my head. I'm like, here's the price. And if I get a quote on this and it is that price or around that price, sure, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is that is worth my time not to do it, period. Right. Yeah. And usually I'm pretty close. I'm actually very happy. Sometimes I'm way off or I'm like, holy shit, that's expensive. And I'm also not going to do that myself. So right, right, right. here's all my goddamn money, I guess. So we just had a bunch of, um, <laughs> we got a Tesla charger installed. I got a bunch of like new outlets put into the house, like in key areas. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, so you can charge the car in the living room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's part of the family now. It's like, good car, good car, saving me so much money, except in this charger cost, because this was a fucking expensive thing and it was like how much in my head to not have to do this myself and i put a cost and it was like double that and i was like well i'm not doing it myself so fucking have at it (laughs) but i was trying to get a cost to redo my closet and people were like seven thousand dollars for a closet i was like fuck that i'm doing this shit myself (laughs) i'm gonna build a goddamn closet (laughs) um so so it's funny when you are trying to do a home handyman thing and you're fucking it up because this is what always it's never like (laughs) It is never Bob Vila home improvement time. It's never like the home improvement shows. What happens is you start doing this and you go, oh, fuck, this was tied to that. And now I fucked up two things. Right. And now I have to go get a tool to fix that thing so I can finish the thing that I started doing, which was supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. And on your fourth trip to fucking Home Depot and they're like, <laughs> you, you, you clipped the main line, didn't you? Or like you punctured a pipe, didn't you? Like they know. Not only do they know the project you're trying to do, but they also know the thing you fucked up. And that's right, they why have you, it. They're like, here, yeah. you're going to need one of these. Yeah. Well, they're like, he'll be back. He didn't pick up the right, <laughs> the right kind of screw for that. And it's like, and you try to explain to them what you're doing, but still sound cool. And they're like, yeah, you're going to need this, 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 this. And you're like, well, I'm not going to spend all that money. So I'm going to get like two of those things. You'll be back. You're going to get all that shit. So they like, they know you at that point. And you're like, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, buy paying for this shit and they're just like this guy does not know what he's doing and you get home you finish it and you feel super proud of yourself but you're like i had to go to the home depot like six times that one day bought yourself seven new tools yeah all these tools <laughs> and you're just like and uh, the worst is when you like if i buy a drill fine but when you buy something that is so specific it only makes that sort of hinge you're like okay if that drawer breaks i can fix it but that's the only thing i can use this tool for yeah. Well, I get excited about buying tools because like I like I like having the tools to do stuff, but it's like I don't need a circular saw. I don't need one here. Right, right, right. I'm never gonna build something big enough without having to hire people. Right. To, At that to, point, there's more things to, going on than need. To need a like a bandsaw in my house. So right. it's like, okay, as much as as excited as I get when that shit's on sale, people are like, they used to talk about comic books. Now they're talking about hardware. <laughs> <laughs> they are dead. They're like they are dads. They're this homeowning the, dads. The launch dad podcast is happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. And I, I need to watch Stranger Things. Everybody's all like hyped up on that shit. But it's like I fell off after season two. And it's like I need to get back. Season into three it. was so hard to get through that. I'm not like I'll get to four. And it's a show that Amanda and I watch together. But like we're not in a rush. You know? Yeah. You know what and I did just start? That's promising. What? The Well, it's promising. The old man. I think it's a it's on Hulu. I think it's an effect show. With Jeff Bridges. Did you see this? Mm-mm. No, I have no clue what it is. So I'll give you my I'll give you my um thought of what it was. 
it looked like Jeff Bridges is a washed up old man who looks like he may be some sort of CIA agent or something like that. And he's Jack Reachering. Either someone's chasing him or he's out for revenge or something. I saw the trailer. I know what you're talking about now. Oh, okay, so yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even see this trailer. I just saw a couple images and I saw, I was flipping through the channels and it was on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I loved the camera work. I loved the, the, the way the shot was put together. And I was like, okay, this looks cool. I like the lighting and I still love the lighting of it. So just that one quick glimpse of the show and what I thought, I was like, okay. And Jeff Bridges, I don't know that I've seen a bad Jeff Bridges movie or a bad Jeff Bridges role. So I was like, I'll watch it. So, and I have, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm having crazy trouble sleeping. So the other night I watched a couple episodes. First episode was fucking awesome. Set up what the premise is going to be. A lot of mystery. Like, I don't know why he is doing this, but him doing it was awesome. So I'm sure as we go on, you're going to show me more. Then the second episode, they did some Punisher shit where essentially he meets a girl and pretty much the whole episode is him getting to know and going on a date and doing stuff with this girl. And then he has this one revenge, not revenge, but like he gets a, a, they get stopped by the cops and he's on the run. We don't know why he gets stopped by the cops and we've already seen him brutally kill a couple people in the first episode. He pulls out his, his, his knife and stabs the cop and kill shoots another cop. And then he looks at the girl and she says something that's related to his past and he shoots her. And I was like, Whoa, that made all of this episode worth that. But then he like snaps out of it. And that was just a dream. He's still, they're still in the police car and the police let him go. And I was like, ah, and it, it's still very interesting. It, 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 I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with it. Um, but it was a very big discrepancy for me between the first episode, and the second episode, if that makes sense. Yeah. They hook you with that pilot. And then the second episode, well, I'll, like, I'll give them the space to tell the story. And it's also like, like, I know you don't like breaking bad because of the coincidences and stuff, but I liked, even if you take the story, the context of the story and the actors and shit out, I liked how they filmed things. They did some really interesting camera work. They really utilize literally vehicles as characters. They utilize the locations and spaces to set tone. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, I feel like a lot of times TV is just running and gunning, but I feel like I would almost look at like the Breaking Bad art book. You know what I mean? Like to see how they comprise shots and put together a scene as far as the visual palette that they use, like, for example, in this one, a lot of it takes place at night and they're lighting him so that he has pinpricks of light in his pupils. So it's at night and most of his face is in shadow and he's got these two almost like steel balls for eyes. And when he looks back and forth, it's just it's a really cool thing. You don't see that a lot. And yeah. I like that like that that was done on purpose for sure, because they've done it a couple times. I think that's interesting. And I like I like that. They've also done some pretty cool fight scenes where an old man is fighting a newer CIA agent. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, my dad's in good shape and he's a big guy. But, if, you know, my 65-year-old dad in a fight against someone my age who is CIA trained, get the fuck out of here. But then yeah. you watch the scene and you're like, all right, I'll allow it. That's a balloon pot. That's a balloon bump. I'm, 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 I'm okay with how you presented that in a way that is making me believe it. But also, like, let's go. I'm on, I'm on board with the show. It's interesting. Um <clears throat> The show that I'm on right now, the DP, it was uh, the director of photography for Breaking Bad and oh, cool. Better Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Adams. Nice guy. Um, we're doing some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing some cool stuff. He he brought out a cool lens uh, last Thursday and I was like so amped up. It was a, it was a scope lens like they shoot Godzilla with mm-hmm. um, those like really long lenses. It was it was really fun to work with. I can't say what we shot with it, but it was really cool. Was it Godzilla? <clears throat> yes. No, <laughs> no, it was not Godzilla. I wish I told him we should do a Godzilla scene just because we can. We have the lens. Let's do it. Did you convince him? 
I mean, well, he's on tour. Well, we'll fix it in post. I feel like if you, the visual effects supervisor, says you'll fix it in post. He wants fine. to shoot miniatures and Godzilla all day. I just don't think it's part of the story, you know? You can put Godzilla. Name a story that would not benefit from Godzilla. I mean, no lies detected. I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of even a funny example to say. I can't think of one. Even porn, I think, would be better. Um, I don't think Godzilla, just, just so I say, I don't think Godzilla should be involved in the sexual acts of a no, porn. No, no, no. But like, yeah, I, I mean, obviously the plot of that porn goes, um, <laughs> Godzilla smashing our city. I don't want to die a virgin. Let me help you with that. Don't get you get on what you Yeah. I mean, Godzilla will make everything better. And that's going to be one of our episodes here soon is we're going to have to come up with movies <laughs> of just like insert Godzilla. How does it work? Um, kaiju, we call it kaiju. Kaiju's make this worse. And try to figure out. <laughs> try to figure out how a giant. Oh, I got a bitchin' book by the way. I got this awesome book um, from Japan, so I can't even read the book. Um, but it's all these designs of kaiju's from the Ultraman series, and it's just this guy's nice. hand drawn. It's it's like almost three hundred pages of drawings, and each page has like four or five, six drawings on it, where it's just like little sketches of a cool looking kaiju and it's like i wish i could read this so i could see what the thought process is or what they're saying about him or like even what episode i could see these in but it's like this is fucking cool all the designs it's just like this guy just sketches kaiju all day that's there's awesome. got to be a, an app that you could hold your phone over yeah and a language and see the text in your language right i'm sure in some way or another yeah probably i'll look it up um kent has been doing because kent loves kaiju stuff but he doesn't fully watch like he we won't watch Ultraman. He just wants to see the Ultraman parts. Right. Which I get. Mm -hmm. And also even that it's it's so flimsy. He loses interest pretty quickly after a couple minutes. But we've been watching a handful of Ultramans. The next thing I want to start him on, but I got to find the DVDs of it. I don't feel like doing it online is Japanese Spider-Man. Have you ever seen any of that? Kikider. Yeah. I've never seen the whole thing, but it is fucking ridiculous. Spider-Man killing people. Le Leopardon. All, all about revenge. Yeah. Leopard, yeah. that's his that's his flying zord like zord, he has his own yeah. robot and he has got a car and a motorcycle and he's killing people it's like this looks fucking awesome yeah ja yeah japanese spider-man is a trip i've only seen a couple things but yeah the, the for whatever reason he's got leporidon and when he shoots i think when he shoots his web he goes spider string so me and kent have been running me and kent have been running around going spider i think it's string He's spider string, and we keep running and running around and saying it in Japanese English. Spider string, awesome. I mean, yeah, I I love that stuff. Uh, Sammy, she doesn't understand editing right now, so we'll be watching like Godzilla. <laughs> we oh, we tried to watch um Godzilla. Is it what is the one with the little kid and he goes to the island? Is it destroy all monsters or all monsters attack? Revenge of Godzilla. No, it's the one after Son of Godzilla. So it's like this little boy, and he's like, I get bullied. I dream about going to yeah, yeah, hang out yeah. with Godzilla. I think it's all monsters attack. I think it is too. Um, uh, also, I've never seen shorter shorts ever in a movie ever. Yeah, Stop that. and they That's show cool. that little boy a lot. Yeah, it's real weird. Um, but we're watching it, and oh That's the little, little boy gets kidnapped and shit, right? Yeah, it, the yeah. movie's awful. It's the worst Godzilla <laughs> movie. Almost. Not as bad as Shin, but pretty bad. Um, Sammy's digging the Godzilla scenes like she's mm -hmm. blowing kisses at at uh you know the 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 monsters and Godzilla Which is she's what going, you did hey. in Shin Godzilla. Yeah, she's lo <laughs> she's loving the Godzilla stuff but the second it cuts away to people jibber jabbering she's like uh-oh uh-oh 
uh-oh, like she thinks she changed the channel. So she's looking for the remote. Yeah. She picks up. We have a fake remote that she like, like <laughs> thinks that works. So she'll pick it up and she pointed at the TV and she's like, Godzilla, Godzilla. Mm. And she's pressing buttons. And then I just fast forward to the next Godzilla scene. She's like, oh, I fixed it. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And then the second it cuts away, uh-oh. But we were watching Godzilla versus King Kong and Godzilla was whooping King Kong's ass and King Kong like gets knocked out. And she goes, night, night. Mwah, and blows <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's sure pretty my, good. I'm sure, my wife loves that I show my daughter all this violent shit. It's good. I mean, she digs it and she thinks it's funny, you know. And she stomps around while we're watching Godzilla. It's fun. <laughs> uh, that's that. Yeah, but what the fuck I, are we going to title this episode? <laughs> Nine to five, I guess. But Dolly Parton's big <laughs> <laughs> <Big old> big. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I have no idea, man. Nine to five. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, what else do I got? RIP Tim sale. We should wrap it up soon, but RIP Tim sale. Uh, one of the, one of the greatest, uh, comic book artists to do the game passed away recently, fairly recently, like within the last month. That was, that was a bummer, but we got to meet him we interviewed him once. Yeah. We've interviewed him and I've seen him talk to him a couple times. He drew my favorite comic book page ever from Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue. He did. Yeah, if you guys don't know who Tim Sale is, he did Batman the Long Halloween. That's probably his which is my best knowing of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean he and he did he also did hear uh the TV show Heroes. Uh Isaac, I think his name is Isaac Mendez, but whoever the painter was in that show who would get high and then paint, that was all Tim Sale's actual art. So all of the art and the comic book. Um actually I have a, a comic book prop of that. I suspect it might not be real, but either way, um, he did the he drew the art for that. He's got a very distinct style, yeah. um, and he was like, and then I met him a couple times. We would talk to him once or twice, but he's apparently like one of the nicest guys who would just like sketch things just while you were bullshitting with him. Always a nice guy, um, but yeah, like groundbreaking storytelling. Really, really, he did a lot with negative space. He's almost like Frank Miller art style as far as like. A lot of shadows and yeah. light coming through blinds and curtains and stuff. Um, he knew how to draw things and how to use the environment. And like, I don't know, really, really, really great artist. Fantastic stuff. Superman for all seasons. Yeah. Um, shit. He's done so much. Um, yeah. If you haven't checked out his stuff, go look it up because it's definitely it's gorgeous art. But RIP. Uh, speaking of Batman, I was talking to Alex Popkin the other day. We've been on we've been on their show. It was the Clearing the Queue, and mm-hmm. they've been on our show. Um, and him and his buddy Matt, the other Matt. Uh, they they were talking about Batman. I was talking to him the other day about the new Batman movie that we were talking about. He brought up a great point that I can't believe we didn't think of or talk about. He goes, the Riddler was so meticulous about how he kidnapped people and the traps he put laid for them. Like when we get to his apartment, there's prototyping involved. I have to build this like rat trap and how to kidnap people and how to get away with it. But then Bruce Wayne, who is a clutch part of his plan, he just sends a bomb to him. He's like, well, I hope it gets him. I thought that too. Yeah. I, there's, <laughs> like, but that's one of those things where like, no matter what mystery or multi-part plan you have, there's always a couple things in a movie where you're just like, okay, I hope that guy gets that. I hope that works that way. Well, as somebody who has, who, you know, works on meticulous projects and very intricate things, um, not bombs and not traps, but I have been like, well, I've spent so much time on this other thing. I just need to put a bandaid on this piece to deliver. So, well, and that's like, I guess that's what happened with the Riddler. It's like, I spent too much time on this rat head gear. I can't just, just send it. I don't know. Send him a bomb. Send him a bomb. <laughs> I just reread Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil, the Daredevil story that he did with Joe Quesada. Yeah. And in that, there's two points in which Mysterio is like, oh no, 
Daredevil has interfered with our plan too early. We have to accelerate, which is like, first of all, this isn't even your actual plan. You had another plan that this is now like, this is the plan B of that plan. And also same thing. There's two or three times where you're watching it and you're like, or you're reading it and you're like, wait a minute, you orchestrated all of this stuff. But if Daredevil didn't call him on that day, none of that would have worked. Okay. (laughs) You knew his reaction was going to be to go to that building at that time of the day. Like you knew him that well. Okay. But like, come on, come on. I know it's tough. It's, it's funny though. Like, especially when you, when you read like real life, true crime shit and you're like, well, none of this should have worked, but I guess it did because <laughs> yeah. it's real. But yeah. yeah. Like the coincidences, the coincidences it took to make X, Y, and Z happen. I guess that's realistic. But when you read in a comic book, you're like, bullshit. You see it in a movie. <laughs> bullshit. Fuck you movie. And they're like, all right, well, I love Amanda and I watch a ton of Dateline and I love the narcissistic killers on Dateline who go out of their way to do this crazy plan where they have made extravagant, well-placed, loud alibis where I'm here. I can't be in another state killing my wife. But and then they like they buy all of the different things that they use to kill the wife in multiple different places all those places have fucking cameras, you moron. So now there's that's evidence against you. Like, and you're like, I'm sure that I would get caught if I murdered someone because I think there's a lot of things that you you don't think about. But like, if you're smart enough to be like, I'm gonna go not to my local Walmart to buy the duct tape and rope and everything. But like, if you're smart enough to know that they can track stuff where it came from, you don't think they have security? Yeah. You're on camera doing all that. It just shit. seems like such an easy thing to get busted for. If you get a receipt, there's a list of all the shit you did. Correct. <laughs> and somebody's going to find that receipt because it's not that hard to We've find. We've seen one where the person dropped the receipt at the abduction site. <laughs> so they picked that up and were like, oh, and it was paid with cash and everything. But they were like, all right, someone bought this at the such and such Walmart at 1245 last Wednesday. They look at that security camera like, that's the killer. And you're like... <laughs> Yeah, and he's not even like wearing a fake disguise. He's not even doing right. like the Raphael going to see a movie thing. He's just <laughs> fucking normal. He didn't even shave for it. So uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcast stuff, and one of the ones I'm listening to. Did you ever see the movie Rope? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Great movie. So it's based on a real crime. It's these two rich guys who killed a 14 year old boy because they're like, we're gonna do the perfect crime. Yeah, perfect crime. Yeah, and they like planned the fuck out of this, and then it just fell apart but, spectacularly. Yeah. And it's like one of those things. It's like these guys, literally smart dudes. They they like they're in college when they're like seventeen uh, or like fourteen. They graduate early and go to college early, and that's where they meet. And they're like, we're gonna do the perfect crime. Yeah, they get all high about that shit. These guys are smart dudes, and they fuck it up so badly, it's embarrassing. <laughs> But then you see these guys who have been murdering like for 15 years and yeah. they're like, nah, I'm a crazy fucker. Hail Satan. Man. You're like, how did that guy get away with all this shit? <laughs> yeah. He can't plan where he's taking his next shit. And these guys, <laughs> these guys thought every little detail out. They just fucked it up because it all led back to them because they're because for as smart as they are, they're still stupid. But it's like the crazy guy who's yelling about like aliens and the government has murdered 30 people over the span of 15 <laughs> years and just getting away with it out of sheer craziness. And it's like it's like the more you plan, the less it works. But then like the yeah. crazier you are, it's that just usually like- happens with life. Think about the home improvement projects <laughs> you were just talking about. I know the shit that I do with Kent where I'm like, hey, want to go to the airport and watch the planes right now? And he's like, yeah. 
that's easy. But I'm like, tomorrow, tomorrow, let's go to the beach. I got everything all packed up. But uh, fuck, we're not getting to that beach. (laughs) (laughs) Disaster. Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing. And it's like, yeah, literally, literally, these guys kidnap a kid. They kill him. They stuff his body in a tiny little like culvert. And then they call the parents and like, give us money. And they didn't realize that the second they left the scene of the crime, they had like dropped all their shit there and somebody found a body immediately and the family already knew their kid was dead when they're like, give us money or we won't, or we won't let it go. It's like, wow, you guys are idiots. And then just like from then on out, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Such morons. The perfect crime. Yep. I love it. Um, Well, guys, tell us what your perfect crime is. (laughs) Killing any kids lately. Well, way to loop it back to the black comedy bit. That's good. That's good. That's some dark comedy right there. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> even God had a late term abortion. Come on. Ouch. <laughs> ah, zing, 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 zing. <laughs> oh, God. What a week. Um, well, hope you guys still have your fingers and toes. Really appreciate uh, all of our listeners. <laughs> hope you had and some fun on the 4th of July. Uh, even if you are not a fan of the country at the moment, you can still have fun and eat a barbecue and eat like 30 hot dogs and drink 20 beers for us. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod. Our website, launchpadpod.com. Watch us on YouTube. We make funny faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Rumi was doing the uh, the dick-flavored potato chips, that's that's the part you want to go to. <laughs> Did you any eat any weird flavored potato chips over over the long weekend? Uh, let me know what your favorite <laughs> Yeah, What's the weirdest <laughs> potato chip you had? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were some weird potato chips on set the other day. Not dick flavor, but they were like wrapper potato chips. And I was like, these Rick Ross flavors are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> They were just called wrapper chips. And I was like, I'm going to eat three bags of these. <laughs> the baby's cheddar, cheddar, jalapeno, whatever flavored chips. Delicious. Mm. Do you still take food home from set? Like, do you ever fill your pockets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's free shit, dude. <laughs> Anybody can take it unless your background, then fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Rumi, let's blast this thing off. (laughs) We're the Rocketeers. We're out. (laughs) That was an interesting one. At least we cracked each other up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we have a liftoff.